Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, today it's a privilege to stand before you with God's word. And uh, the word that the Lord has given me today is to be a person with a different spirit. I know, um, and the person in the word of God who has been, you know, known to have a different spirit is Caleb. Uh, I know a lot of parents nowadays name their their boys Caleb. And uh, Caleb has been a fascinating character for me. Uh, whenever I read about him, it just, you know, uh, encourages me. There's not much, but that his life was something I would love to imitate. So uh, I'm going to be sharing about that. Let's start with a word of prayer. Hallelujah, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this time. Holy Spirit, hover over this place. I know many are sick and at home, but they'll be watching at home. And I believe that this word is for everyone here and in their homes. Holy Spirit, you just move in this place and you speak to each one of us. I know that you want to raise up more Caleb's. And I pray that you will speak to each one of us the area we need to change. And Lord, let this word fall on good soil. Prepare the hearts of the people. Father, this is your word and your word is life. And speak to everyone, Father Lord. There'll be something that each one takes home. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So God speaks of Caleb as one with a different spirit. So what do you mean by a different spirit, another spirit? A spirit not like the spirit of the world, but with the spirit of God and who thinks like God. And uh, we know that Caleb lived in a time where the Israelites were in Egypt and they were taken out from Egypt. And they had seen the ten plagues. They had seen God's hand move mightily. Uh, even he, they saw the Red Sea being parted. And they saw, and they were in the wilderness. And in the wilderness, uh, they also were taught to build the tabernacle. And when the tabernacle was built, the glory of the Lord was also witness. So these were people who really saw God's hand on their lives. And so at that point, God decides, okay, it's time for them to enter the promised land. And he says to send some people to spy on the land. And we read in Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. So God is saying that send some people to spy on the land of Canaan. This is the land I'm giving them. He's already promised that he will give the land to them. And so they said they send each tribe has one leader and the 12 tribes, they have their designated leaders. They're getting ready to go into the land. And from the tribe of Judah is Caleb, the son of Jephunneh sent. And from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun, who is also known as Joshua. He is also sent. 
so first of all as they go in the lord tells i mean moses gives them clear instruction we read in numbers chapter 13 verses 17 to 20 then moses sent them to spy out the land of canaan and said to them go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak few or many uh, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds whether the land is rich or poor and whether there are forests there or not be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land now the time was a season of the first ripe grapes so god is sending them out to check the land so he's saying that go and see whether the people are strong or weak the cities are open camps or their strong strongholds whether the land is rich or poor whether they're forests and he's telling them bring back the grapes and we know that they go they go from south and they go towards the north and they come to the valley of eshkol where there are lots of grapes and they bring a huge cluster of grapes which they two people have to carry on a pole and so they come back with all that and what is the report that they give of we all know the story that of the 12 10 come with not such a great report numbers 13 verses 27 to 28 they said they come back and they say then they told him and said we went to the land where you sent us it truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit nevertheless nevertheless the people who dwell in the land are strong the cities are fortified and very large moreover we saw the descendants of anak there so this is what the 10 people saw they saw a beautiful land with promises and all that is so f- fruitful but what else did they say nevertheless they saw that the people who were there are too strong for us the for the 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 strongholds are fortified and that word fortified is it's inaccessible they decided in their mind we can't get through and then they said the descendants of anaka there the descendants of anaka the giants and they are there and that's a promise so a person with a different spirit today i'm going to be touching on some characteristics of a person who has a different spirit and the first one is a person with a different spirit sees differently these 10 people saw as the world saw but you see what did caleb say in uh, uh, in verse 30 caleb says seeing this he would have been surprised caleb quieted the people before moses and said let us go up at once and take possession for we are able to overcome he saw the same things but his attitude was so different what do you see around you what do you see around in your world in our world we see so many problems so many difficulties it's there but god is saying in spite of that how are you going to face what what do you really see i see things maybe negative the stock market may be maybe bad but in the midst of that god works god works even if they say there's a famine coming god will provide for us so what, so the lord is first of asking us to see differently and so even though caleb said that in verse 31 to 33 the other men said but the men who had gone up with him said 
we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they gave the children of israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants they're going to destroy us completely they had made that decision they're going to say and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature there we saw the giants the descendants of anak came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in their sight do you see yourself as a grasshopper in your situation but god says no we are not grasshoppers these people saw themselves as grasshoppers and they thought that others saw them as grasshoppers but we are the children of the living god and we have that authority we need to see ourselves differently so yeah so we see that caleb and joshua saw their god while the 10 saw people strong and the cities fortified fp mayer is a man of god who compared the perspective of the 10 unbelieving spies to that of the two faithful spies caleb and joshua they saw the same spectacles in their survey of the land but the result of one set of people was panic and the other confidence and peace whose side are you on are you on the side of the panic or the confidence and peace what made the difference it lay in this that the 10 spies compared themselves with the giants while the two compared the giants with their god amen amen and that is a difference actually last week i was not feeling too well and i was just thinking lord this is the message you're giving me how can i even preach it and this morning also my voice was not really you know clear but then he said no i am a person of a different spirit i don't see my problem i see my god yeah so we need to be people who see god and not you know the giant come the the fight is between the problem and god not between us and the problem remember that so there's people with a different spirit first of all as people of a different spirit we need to see things differently and very interestingly uh, i said no that what they saw was a fortified fortified city that word fortified in uh, hebrew is a word that means in inaccessible that you can't get into it uh, and that same word is used in the verse jeremiah 33:3 call to me and i will answer you and i will tell you great and mighty things that mighty is actually inaccessible things which you do not know so even if you feel a situation is inaccessible and you just can't you know break down those situations the lord is saying call unto me and i will show you how to open up those inaccessible situations yeah i just sense let's i just take a minute to pray i don't know some of you may be facing a very difficult problem and you think how can i get out of this but the lord is saying i am greater than any problem that you're facing i am greater than any mountain you are facing whatever it is it may be uh, something financial issue it may be a health issue and the lord is able the lord is able so right now i just pray that in this house faith will arise 
And I know there's sickness in the land. But the Lord is saying, no, I'm raising up people to worship, to rise above the sickness, to rise above the problems. Even those who are at home, some of you are sick. Right now, I just speak that that change, that you will start seeing things differently. You will not be discouraged. And even youngsters who are studying and they feel that I just can't, you know, crack this exam. And the Lord is saying, I am with you. This problem may look like a mighty giant, but I am the God who, through, with whose help David slayed the giant. Hallelujah. So you young ones, whatever difficulty you are facing right now, the Lord is saying he is for you. And we sang during worship, if God is for you, who can be against us? Who can be against? So the first thing is, if we are to be a people with a different spirit, we need to see differently. Secondly, people of a different spirit fear the Lord more than they fear man. So what is the response of this, these, this group of people, the Israelites? The, the ten and the two come together and they listen to the ten. Usually people listen to a majority. But majority is not always right. Yeah, But they decided, okay, we're going to listen to this majority. It's more comfortable. And so they are so fearful and they're filled with unbelief. And they suddenly say, hey, we want to go back to Egypt. We want a new leader. We want to get out of here. We'd prefer to live there. Or we could have even died in the wilderness, but we don't want to go and face this enemy. They're so fearful. And, uh, And because of that, because of their fear, they're willing to go back into the bondage, into slavery. Fear can get you back into slavery. Just imagine what was their quality of life in Egypt. They were manual laborers. They were making and you know the worst type of life. But when you're in fear, you can settle for that. And that is a sad thing. And the Lord is saying, don't let fear trap you. Because I am not a God. I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of love and as power and of sound mind. Yeah? And so when they see this response of the people, Caleb and Joshua tore their clothes. And in Numbers 14, verse 7 to 9. They spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. See that version, they are our bread. Some versions say they are our prey. So they, uh, Caleb and Joshua saw the enemy as their bread. And what does bread do? Nourishes. So your problem can actually make you stronger. When you live on, you know, in that way, out without fearing the, you know, the world, you can become stronger by each problem. So he said, this is our bread. That's the way they saw it. And their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So, Caleb and Joshua decide, don't fear them. This problem is a way for us to grow. You don't understand that, for God is for us. And in verse uh, 10, it says, and all the congregations said to stone them with stones. When you fear God and not people, sometimes others will rise up to stone you with their words. You're not, you know, they're not, they may not appreciate what you, stay, what you stand for. And I believe in the tum- coming times, 
even more than before when we stand up for god fearlessly people will accuse us and so they they started they decided to stone them and what happens there then that same verse says now the glory of the lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of israel wow so people are coming against them but then the glory of the lord comes down to the tabernacle and everyone would have stopped because of that as otherwise i'm sure they may have stoned them yeah so that's god will move when you fear him more than others god will truly move even in acts chapter 5 we see the instance of the apostles they are taken into prison because of what they for healing a sick person and in the name of jesus and the lord releases and they escape miraculously and then the the leaders come and tell them we've told you not to preach in this name and then they respond by saying we ought to obey god rather than men remember that we need to fear god and obey him more than man the people feared the wrong thing when we fear god we won't fear man i was a person who probably always try to please people but god has really worked in me where he just taken out that fear of man and in in that place i'm just saying that from that place where I've, when i've allowed god to work where i'd always want to you know be on the right side of everyone doing the right thing he just crushed that out and he said no this is not the way you fear me more than anyone and because of that in many situations i've been able to just stand and say lord if you tell me to stand i'll stand i'm not looking around i'm just standing for you even fearfully i will stand in my workplace when everyone has stood against me i've just said lord if you want me me to be here i'll just stand here i'll just stand and keep standing till you tell me to walk away and i just stand i learned and the lord through difficulties has taken me and shown me that it is more blessed to fear me than to fear man so the second thing is if you're a person of a different spirit you need to fear god, uh, god more than man and then god is angered with them and he wants to destroy all the israelites because of this but moses as usual intercedes and he stands in the gap and says god forgive them because if you destroy them this will look bad for you and so forgive them and god relents and says okay i forgive them but he punishes the 10 men so the second thing was fear god more and the third thing is you need to fully follow god fully follow god numbers 14 verse 24 says but my servant caleb because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me whole fully i will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it when you fully follow the lord you will receive what is rightfully yours you will receive the promise and not it doesn't stop there the generations will inherit it if you follow the lord wholly the generations will inherit it god is faithful we don't we may not see it but he, his promises are carried over to the next generation and he will reward that generations so do we fully follow the lord and i was just thinking this phrase fully follow the lord is used around 6 7 times about caleb we are so worried about our reputation amongst people how what do they think of us yeah but caleb's is a testimony where the lord is saying 
you fully followed me here the lord tells him then caleb also knows he's going to say later on i fully followed the lord and even moses says you fully followed the lord so here a wonderful testimony the lord is asking us as the ecclesia would you be someone who will fully follow me and the thing is it's so easy to get distracted and you know follow the world partially everyone says do this do this is things are bad follow them but the lord is saying no fully follow me give every area of your life your your everyone not just your sundays to god your work to god your children to god your future to god and fully follow him because it just changes everything we unless we allow him to work in those areas he cannot so the lord is asking us to fully follow him keep away from the distractions and especially it's when problems come in your family you get you get pulled down because of those problems and the lord is saying don't be distracted i will take care of them as you follow me those those things will be solved don't just you know think that unless i you know settle this problem i can't serve the lord no as long as you keep on serving him god will take care of everything else yeah so fully follow him and what happened to the 10 men in uh, numbers 14 verses 36 to 38 now the men whom moses sent to spy out the land who returned and made all the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report of the land those very men who brought the evil report about the land died by the plague before the lord but joshua the son of nun and caleb the son of jephuna remained alive of the men who went to spy out the land do you know why each one of us are here today because of the lord so many died during the covid time so many died people are even post covid complications so many things but why did god keep each one of us here alive because he has a purpose for us and nothing can touch us until we fulfill that purpose and finish our work and go home yeah so don't fear sickness don't fear anything for god can will see us through if we fully follow him so we need to fully follow him and fourthly the people with a different spirit understand god's heart the problem with the the israelites they suddenly saw these 10 men die they would have been freaked out because they understood that you know caleb and joshua are right and they're worried oh we messed up what should we do so what do they do they decide let's go and attack the enemies and they suddenly take their own ideas and said let's go and do that but moses says don't go we're not with you god is not in this plan but they go ahead you read in numbers 14 verses 44 to 45 but they presumed to go up to the mountain top nevertheless neither the ark of the covenant of the lord nor moses departed from the camp then the Amalek- amalekites and the canaanites who dwelt in that mountain came down and attacked them and drove them back as far as homa so they took things into their own hands in response to you know the the wrong that they had done but they did not understand god's heart so even when we mess up things we need to ask the lord what do we do from here how do we correct things what should we do and god will speak and direct us here moses clearly said the ark of the covenant is not going with you you're going to be alone in this and they faced the wrath of the enemy 
So do we understand God's heart? Bob Pierce was the founder of World Vision. He prayed, let my heart be broken with the things that break your heart, God. That should be our prayer. Let us desire to do the things that God wants us to do. Let us pray for the things that God wants to pray. I believe God at this time, his heart is burdened for the world, a lost world. The kids, a generation is lost to social media. It's not what it was before. There's so much violence. There's so much immorality. And the Lord's heart is burdened. And the Lord is asking us as a church, will you respond to my heart's call and take out the lost and bring them back? Would you reach out to those lost people who have never heard about me and tell them? And so let us respond to his heart and understand what he wants in each city. Even when I think about sharing a message, I ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say? It's not what I read and I feel, oh, this is a good message. But what does God want to speak? What is on his heart? And I believe God wants each of us to rise up as people with a different spirit, understanding his heart. So that four things. First thing I said is, People of a different spirit see differently. Yeah? They fear God more than man. They fully follow God. And fourthly, they understand God's heart. The fifth thing, they stay strong in the wilderness. Oh, wilderness is not very exciting, is it? But they stay strong. So we see here, these people, okay, they resolve. They've come back. They've lost. And now God has punished them to 40 years in the wilderness. Where he says, for each day that you went to spy out, for the 40 days, I'm giving you one year for each year, for each day. So 40 years in the wilderness. And so they're walking in the wilderness. And this wilderness actually, they could have reached the promised land in 11 days. And instead, they're stuck in the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah? And Moses, their leader, dies. Joshua, the next leader, rises up. And then God says, go, it's, now it's time, you know, to possess the land. But, uh, but at that time, in, uh, as they're going in the first chapters of Joshua, we see how uh, they take over Jericho. They take over the city of Ai, many cities. And then, as Moses has told them earlier, he's allotted the 12 tribes different properties, different areas. And we see in Joshua chapter 14, verses 6 to 9, then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. So here we see it's 40 years later. Wouldn't some other leader have risen in Judah? But the same man, Caleb, is coming saying that. You know, do you remember? I'm still in lead here. I'm still in, char- in charge here. And remember what Moses told us. I was 40 years then. And he, I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. 
So Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. So I'm just thinking of those 40 years for Caleb. 40 years of holding on to this promise. 40 years of getting up each morning and saying, there's a promise. There's an inheritance. God is going to give it. And reminding himself. And the thing is, he was punished for others' sins. There were people who, because of their unbelief, Caleb was punished. And Caleb could have said, Lord, I was born in the wrong generation. But he didn't do that. He just said, okay, I can live with it. Yeah? And he would have just kept on saying, I'm okay. I'm going to keep myself strong. I'm going to get the promise one day. And so he comes to Joshua and says, remember that promise. And uh, in verses 10 to 12, it says, And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. He's very clear about that. All my contemporaries are dead, but he's kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years of age. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. What a man. I'm strong even now, just like I was then. It's our duty to keep ourselves strong in the Lord for the 45 years waiting for the promise. And when you, when you mean keeping strong, you need to take care of your spirit, your soul, and your body. Yeah? You need to take care of your health. You've got a lot of work to do. We can't eat all the junk. We need to be healthy. Eat healthy. Take care of ourselves. And we have to take care of our soul. I've seen as we grow older, yes, things are different. We're not, you know, I'm so agile and we have to depend on others sometimes. But in those times, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because you can become bitter. Because you expect probably your children to take care of you or someone to take care of you and it doesn't happen. And it's then that you need to guard your heart. We need to guard our souls as we grow older. Because our strength is the Lord. And Caleb would have said, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. I love to be around an elderly person who is filled with joy. You kids, whatever age you are, if you have a person who loves the Lord at that age, we just tend to visit them frequently. So it's just your attitude that's going to bring people towards you. I remember my husband's auntie. Her grace at the age of 87, 90. I would think, my God, she's so beautiful. Because the love of Christ she carried. And uh, I, think, I think Caleb was someone like that. He must have looked handsome at 85. Yeah, because the way he walked with the Lord, his soul was strong, even at 85. And of course, our spirit. Our spirit man has to be strong. We have to keep on in prayer. We have to have that personal walk with the Lord. Not just on Sundays and hearing the message. You walking with Jesus and saying, Lord, you're my best friend. You're the one I want to follow. Our spirit needs to be so connected. I, was, I think uh, I was not doing too well last week. And the Lord just got my attention. And he said, 
what are you doing kavita you're working hard, too hard rest in my presence it was a rebuke i don't want all your service i want you and i said lord i'm so sorry i repent i want i want to spend more time in your presence and he corrected me and this thing is so easy to think you're serving everyone and then forgetting your relationship with the lord so we need to guard our spirit soul and body and so we can be like caleb at 85 yeah so then he says yes now therefore and so once you're 85 you can tell god now therefore give me this mountain of which the lord spoke the lord spoke in that day for you heard in that day how the anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified it may be that the lord will be with me and i shall be able to drive them out as the lord said i challenge you as a church at the age of 85 will you be able to tell the lord give me this mountain let us be a church of people who do that who's at whatever age even young children don't underestimate anything if you lay hands on the sick they will be healed you can say lord give me this mountain i will take it and so he kept himself strong through the years and uh, and he said i am going to take the giants he could have said i want to take all the small people and all that no he said i'm going to take the anakim huh? and uh, the lord said and that the cities were great and fortified it may be that the lord will be with me and i shall be able to drive them out as the lord said and in verse 13 and 14 it says and joshua blessed him and gave hebron to caleb the son of jephuna as an inheritance hebron therefore became the inheritance of caleb the son of jephuna the kenesite to this day because he wholly followed the lord god of israel he so god is inheritance and the name of hebron formerly was kirjath arba but the land had rest from war yeah so he took the land so the fifth thing is that you that that he, we need to be strong in the wilderness whatever situation you're going through even if you're going through a very dark time the lord is saying that be strong because i am with you train yourself sixth thing is you will have strategies to bring about god's purpose joshua 15 verses 14 to 17 says caleb drove out the three sons of anak from there sheshai ahiman and talmai the children of anak then he went up there to the inhabitants of the so he he took it on himself to get these three giants he just led the war and took over the place and then after that he says uh, there's another place called debir and caleb said he has a strategy he who attacks kirjat sefer and takes it to him i will give aksa my daughter as his wife yeah so he's got a strategy so whoever has to you know take up debir should be really strong so that person to that person i will give my daughter aksa so othniel that is his nephew the son of kenes uh, the brother of caleb took it and he gave him aksa his daughter as wife there was a promise we see but we need to work at it so god may have given you a promise but you need to find a strategy to take it up so his strategy is was he went and faced the giants and then he said okay someone has to go from the next generation to rise up and take the next part of the land and that was his strategy so if you are a person who thinks differently god will give you strategies and finally we see that a person who thinks differently 
he raises a generation that knows how to keep the inheritance. In Joshua chapter 15, verses 18 and 19, so we've heard that Othniel marries his daughter, Aksa, and Aksa is given a property. That property is a bit dry, and so what does Aksa do? In verse 18 and 19 says, Now it was so, when she came to him, that's Aksa, uh, that she persuaded, she came to Othniel, her husband. She persuaded him to ask her father for a field. So she dismounted from her donkey, and Caleb said to her, What do you wish? She answered, Give me a blessing, since you have given me land in the south. So the land in the south was dry, and Aksa took it on herself to get water for that land. So Aksa actually asked her husband first, Othniel, please go and ask Papa for some more land, for water. But Othniel, being the mild man he was, just stepped aside. And she just went to her father. She got down from the donkey, respectfully told him, you've given me this land, but I, I want more. Give me a blessing. Since you've given me this land in the south, give me also springs of water. So he gave her upper springs and the lower springs. You know, he had brought up a daughter, not an orphan. God is asking us to bring up children who know their birthright, who know that they are sons and daughters of God, not orphans who beg and who just ask when they have a problem. Let this house be a place where our children know that their God is the Father to whom we can ask things. And she's so wise. She asks for what? Not for a small pond of water. She asks for springs. And springs are sources of abundant water. It doesn't stop. It keeps coming. So this prayer is not merely for water, but for springs of water. Give me a perpetual, eternal, ever-flowing fountain. Give me grace that shall never fail but shall flow and flow on forever. So we need to raise up a generation of sons and daughters who will ask for this water of the Holy Spirit. And they will not be satisfied unless they drink from the river of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And that is the duty that God has given us as people with a different spirit. So as I close, I say once again, let us be a church of people with a different spirit. A person of a different spirit sees things differently, fears the Lord more than people, fully follows God, understands his heart, stays strong in the wilderness. Wilderness is not easy, but we are here to help you stand in the wilderness. We'll have strategies to fulfill God's purposes. And raises a generation that knows how to keep the inheritance. And my prayer is that we will be those people. That Caleb's will arise in this house. That the next generation will have it. We as a church will be people of a different spirit. Not fearful about the things that are happening in the land. The sickness that is troubling the land. That we will rise above that. And we will worship together. So let's pray. Abba, Father, Lord, I know that this word is from you. That you want us to be a people with a different spirit. 
we will not be fearful. We will stand for you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, your promise is that this church will flourish, that the lost will come here, that the youth will come here. It will happen. I believe that. That is a promise. So even if we don't see it now, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It will happen. And I just pray, Lord, that every plan and promise you have will come to pass. That we as a church will strategize. We as a church will reach out to the lost. We as a church will understand what is on your heart and fully follow you, Father Lord. I pray for everyone here that their mountains... Oh, Lord, that their mountains will seem small before the mighty God that they serve. Right now, whatever mountain you're facing, let it shrink before the size of our living God. Whether it's your marriage, whether it's your future, whether it's your studies, right now. Oh, Lord, we believe that you are greater than every giant that we face. Hallelujah. Help us to rise up like people like Caleb did in his age. That even at the age of 85, we will ask and say that we will take this mountain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for speaking through me, Lord. This is your word. All glory and honor to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.